Welcome to the iSmart Podcast Show with Tom Rogers, founder and CEO of iSmart Networks. We help connect entrepreneurs with key partnerships to build financial freedom. The average millionaire has seven streams of income, and our guests reveal how they created multiple streams in their businesses. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around for the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you could be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily transformational podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Thanks for joining iSmart Podcast. On the show today, we have Melinda Wang. She is the founder of Happy Mass, uh, which is pretty phenomenal because it just doubled their sales in January of this year. We know how much everyone is wearing masks right now, and PPE and mask business are obviously done very, very well. Um, she previously, uh, she you know just held positions, pretty high positions uh, in marketing for corporate companies like Neutrogena, but this is a new new venture, new startup. And I really love to talk about these kind of businesses because they've been doing so well. So Melinda, thanks so much for being on the show today. Thank you. Happy to be here. So, uh, so we'll just kind of dive right into it, uh, you know, and go into happy mass, but I want to kind of get a bit of your background, um, you know, beforehand and kind of see, you know, how long you held high positions, if your family was entrepreneurs, like where you're from, things like that. Yeah. Um, so I, over the course of almost 20 years, held a number of marketing positions, started off in advertising at a few different ad agencies, went to business school, um, and then after that, went to work at uh, Neutrogena and then Capital Group, always in marketing, um, always at both, you know, both of those are pretty big companies. Um, and over the course of that time, realized that I really didn't love working in corporate America um, and, you know, after launching Happy Mask, realized I'm actually really so much happier uh, and more cut out to be an entrepreneur. Uh, my family, so my, my immediate family's always worked for a big company too, which I think is what kind of set me on that path. And right. like by default, kind of assumed that was the, the way to go. Um, but my husband has been an entrepreneur uh, for the last few years. And so I kind of always kind of like watched from the side and it was always, I was a stable you know, the person who provided the insurance and he was always tinkering all these um, various entrepreneurial pursuits. Balance, but then he like yeah, brought so, it to the dark side. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And uh, it was interesting. Um, before starting Happy Mess, I actually had my heart set on starting my own business. And I had no idea what I wanted to do. I was thinking about all these different ideas. And, um, and we kind of switched roles during that time. And how this all happened was almost very accidental in terms of the you know launching mask and really focusing on this yeah yeah definitely i mean it's interesting that you went 20 years um you know and you just never really decided to go that direction and then you know just right now it's kind of like you kind of dove in so it's very interesting you know when was your husband was he kind of like a big influence on you doing this as well no, actually, the whole time when he was doing that, I always felt I do not want to do that. Just, you know, the stress, the 24-7, the, you know, the uncertainty, um, just how hard it is to find product market fit. And I'll get to this later. I feel like the fact that we have a product that people love so much is 
it was like a gift from the universe because I don't take it all for granted the fact that this is not an easy thing to get. And most entrepreneurs spend a lot of time and energy and effort trying to find that. Um, and I think, you know, I think the fact that, you know, at the time when when this idea came along, I, I already had my heart set on starting my own business, I was really open to any new ideas. And it was almost like the people around me and their excitement for these masks are what kind of drew me in and and gave me the um the the you know the confidence to like, move forward with this. Yeah, the thing is like a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs are inspired to do it. It's you know, it's almost like they feel as if if they don't do that, they're gonna be doing a disservice for the world. It's like this weird duty or obligation to be able to fill this thing that's not there in the market. That's mostly, you know, most entrepreneurs going to go that direction. And I think that it's very, very important to, to do that. And not, you know, not, I think money is an important piece of it, right? Something to consider, you know, definitely. Uh, but, you know, there's, there's this passion behind it that is required behind the money, you know, that where it's like, because it's so challenging to do if you don't really believe in the thing that you're, you know, you're promoting, you're offering, you're doing every single day, you're just not going to have the energy enough to be able to fill it to a, to a, to a point where it actually makes, you know, a difference in people's lives. So, you know, and a lot of that is market testing, market analysis. So, you know, when I first started my business, one of my first businesses, it was like, people just loved it so much that I was like, this is just enjoyable just doing it. You know, like I, I love to see the response of people, you know, when they, you know, got the service. So I was like, well, you know, I'll keep on doing it. And I like the money too, you know? So you know, yeah. like the money was like a good, a good plus, you know, and there's a lot of freedom aspects to it. Yes. So, you know, I think that's interesting. You know, there's, a, the, you know, people that are listening, you know, if there's a lot of the things, a lot of the reasons why, you know, you do something is, you know, it's not really for the money per se. It's like, you're just fulfilling a need and that, and that need ends up being something that you enjoy and that you believe in. Um, and that's profitable. Mm-hmm. So that's amazing. Yeah, Absolutely. So how did it move forward from there? So, you know, I heard about this little Excel sheet. Can you kind of go into that? Yeah. So um, initially, even before I started to make this into a business, uh, a couple of friends and my daughter's classmates asked if they could place an order uh, because they saw the unique shape of the And I had like, you know, pictures of me and my family for size reference. And yeah, I, I posted, actually, can I show the spreadsheet? Yeah, no, show the uh, mask. Oh, show the mask. Yeah, I was like, I actually have the spreadsheet still somewhere. It's, um, but yeah, so, you know, the, it has a unique beak shape. And you can see as I talk, it's not, my voice isn't muffled. So um, initially people just saw pictures, you know, of my family going on walks or neighbors yeah, would notice great. them. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then I posted pictures of the side profile. It was literally like a, a Google spreadsheet that I posted to a Facebook group, as well as my own Facebook page. And then it was this crazy thing where over the course of a day, a hundred people, and actually there's a good number of them that I didn't even know, um, they they ended up placing orders for what totaled a thousand masks. And uh, this was never a you know, the, the scientist who makes these, he worked with my father a number of years ago, and um, he's not at all a business person. He's an excellent scientist. So he never commercialized this idea, the filter. Um, 
the design, but he had been obsessing over this for the last uh, 20 years. He was semi-retired and this was all he did. And so in Taiwan, whenever there was bad air pollution or during um, cold and flu season, you know, people would buy his mask always kind of through word of mouth. And that was kind of like how he had this little side business doing that. And so when over a thousand masks were ordered through this Google spreadsheet, he didn't even have that many masks available. So he had to quickly make them. And then about a month later, um, he, they arrived. And so I, I, I uh, put them in these little brown bags and I would like coordinate with people to pick them up outside my door. Um, it was in the thick of COVID craziness. I didn't want to see them. And it was, it felt like this crazy drug operation. <laughs> and, uh, and you yeah, so the bag I, in front of the door just don't, it's like, is it's like on fire and people are like stepping on it. Like it's a poop, like a, a poop prank, you know, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I think my neighbors were really suspicious. Like all these cars mm-hmm. pulling up, picking up a brown bag and leaving. Uh, <laughs> I love it. And the, yeah, but it was, it was it, almost every single person who bought that first order would immediately email and call me after like, Hey, these are so amazing. And I need to get some for my parents. Um, my neighbors saw us wearing these, they want some now too. And it was just, it wasn't just one family. It was like a wave of families. And so, um, you know, as in when you're kind of in the mind of starting a business, I was working on something totally different. I was working on pants. <laughs> so I, when this started happening, I thought, all right, forget the pants. I think there's something here. Um, and there's something special. And because I was working on pants, I actually knew of a factory in LA. So I brought the mask there wow. and I showed it to the factory owner because I was trying to figure out, are these easy to replicate? And he took a look, he cut it open. He's like, there's no way any you could possibly make this in the US for unless you're willing to spend a crazy amount of money. We simply like the workmanship, like each of these, I don't know if you can see here, but but this is unfortunately a black one, but there the trim is hand sewn. The filter is like cut to fit this perfectly. It's just, you know, t- typical mask or our fabric, you know, that's it. It's like a fabric with ear straps connected. And there's just even the shape, like this this beak shape is really hard to make. And so when he said that there was no way you, we could ever make anything close to this here, it kind of it gave me the conviction that this was not something that was easily copied. Um, and so from there, I started just charging ahead with trying to get a website created. Um, I continued to have uh, various Google spreadsheets. Actually, I, I had an, I started another one, and that one was started just kind of like got shared virally. To like the, some acupuncture group, other mommy groups. Um, people were putting their names and their information into so this. You just continue and, to grow, and then you continue to like scale, build websites, mm-hmm. pretty, pretty normal things. And then, you yeah. just, what is the what's the progression from there? Is it you guys have just different styles, different styles of masks? Like, what is the different ways you guys have developed any additional products that you maybe added onto this line? Like, so yeah, like, well, I think this is where getting customer feedback is really important because we launched and it was definitely an imperfect product. Um, the designs were ugly, uh, especially kids. They really like, they really care about the colors and the, you know, having cute patterns. Um, and actually more or less their moms as well. It's really interesting. It was like, those are the two most particular groups in terms of how, um, in caring about like the design aspect of it. Right. So we knew that wasn't great. There were some issues with like, you, you know, um, because this was never produced at scale. There were some, production issues where like um 
that your strap would fall off. And so we, no, you know, like we, 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 issues in design. Yeah, things like yeah. That. so like over the summer and again, like the, he, because he had never scaled at all, it's always like this tiny, tiny business. Um, we were all throughout the summer about three to four weeks back ordered. So whenever, anytime someone placed an order, they had to wait that long to get it. And you can imagine that, you know, that caused a lot of stress from a customer service perspective, a lot of, yeah you know, impatient customers. And then, but the whole time is really helpful getting feedback. So I knew like we need a big, our large size needs to be bigger. It doesn't fit a lot of maybe Asian faces it works, but in America it's too small. We definitely needed better designs. And so that whole time is just, you know, getting the feedback from customers and, and whenever they called for any reason, I would just pick their brain about other stuff too, because I thought, you know, as a marketer, you realize that we don't have formal budget for market research the way big companies do. But if you talk enough, if you pay enough attention to the customer service emails and calls coming in, and you also go out of your your way to pick their brains, they tell you everything you need to know to evolve. And so, you know, we just spent the whole summer, actually up to now, I don't think this will ever change. We just keep we're, I don't think we'll ever reach a point where we're like, it's perfect because there, there's always things. There's always, there's always changes. But, yeah. So we, right. So we, so all of the summer we're working on ramping up our supply. Finally, we got there and then we started to turn on marketing in the fall. And it was just at that point, it was all about trying to broaden um, awareness and reach new customers because we knew when people tried us, they loved us. But at one point it was like a 50% repeat customer rate, which isn't great because you're just kind of hitting the same people. So um so then we real over fall and you know the holidays we really try to reach new audiences through Facebook advertising, which is by the way very powerful. Like I never realized, uh, I was kind of skeptical before, but it is probably, in my opinion, one of the e- the most efficient, effective ways to scale. Assuming you have a good product and good creative. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then and then now we're kind of hitting inventory issues again. So it's this constant, you know cycle of yeah. trying to improve the product, trying to ramp up supply, trying to reach new people, uh, you know, and um, yes, that kind of brings us to where we are today. Love it. I mean, you doubled your sales in January itself. So it's not like, you know, the pandemic happened and then, you know, people needed masks and then it was just like going away. It seems like this mask thing is ever, ever growing. And, um, you know, even the, the Joe Biden mask mandate. You know, I probably was like, oh, okay, now we definitely have to mask, you know, like, it's great. Yeah, for well, I think, I think what's happening is that there are a lot more options right now and a lot more better options. And so people are becoming more sophisticated buyers of masks. And so what that means is that your typical plain fabric mask will probably decrease in demand and masks that actually offer tested protection, but more comfort. Um, the, the select few that are different and have science and technology ideally combined with design too. Like those will uh, demand for those will grow, and that's kind of like the group that we're trying to be a part of. Yeah, definitely. Like a higher end, classier, like nicer mask. I love it. Um, so, what's the future of Happy Mask? Like, what do you, what do you, what are some of the issues that you're going through right now? Obviously, it sounds like inventory. Um, yeah, is a is a bigger issue. Is there anything that you're kind of reaching out to that you kind of that you need? Is it like you know, capital to maybe, you know, do different things within within Happy Mask? Is it like different people, salespeople to be able to do things? Like what are some of the things that maybe people could reach out to and, and contact you and help you out with, with right now? Yeah, well, you know, one of the things that 
we go back and forth about is do we just double down on trying to be the best mask business we can be so even when the pandemic is over um you know we when people think of masks hopefully they think of us um and i will say we've tried out a lot of competitor products and you know when you try out other people's products and you feel like they're not quite as comfortable or breathable as yours still it gives you that confidence like okay i haven't found something yet that, that someone who has done it better than us um 20 we sell for 24 dollars, which i fully recognize is not cheap relative to simple fabric masks but in the world of masks with tested filters it's actually on the lower end most of those are in the like low to mid 30s so um so, you know, we were like, okay, we can double down on that. Of course, a lot of that depends on if we're able to ramp up our supply. We're launching, um, we're trying to launch other products to help kind of, you know, ease the pressure on only selling masks. So we're about to launch mask cases. Um, we just recently started selling lanyards. So it's like accessories that go with masks. Right. Um, and then, but then, you know, we've, we've also thought about, okay, well, should we evolve to become a travel products company? Should we evolve to become like a health and wellness company? And to be honest, it's one of those things I think it's hard to force an answer to because without having a good product, it's kind of like when you say you want to start a business, but you don't have a product, you know, you, you can have an idea, but you don't really know with, with conviction which way to go until you, you have a product for people to try and they tell you they love it yeah, and it's better than market, other market things they've tried. Yeah, 100%. You're just like throwing yeah. out and you're seeing what, what catches. So, you know, so, yeah. what, so what you're saying is kind of, you know, you're in this process of kind of like testing and trying to figure out, you know, how to how, how the, the company should move forward with more of like a high-end product line related to mm -hmm. you know ppe and and protection right so um so i mean is there any, is there anything that maybe our audience can can um reach out to you for i mean maybe they're maybe they want to add these to their um company do you do like specific branding for um companies like if they want to yeah you know like have their own logos on on the happy masks sure yeah we do we do do that and, and a number of companies have um asked about it, we, there is a minimum order quantity required for it. So because from an operations perspective, we can't, it's hard to just do like 20 with a branded logo, but, but if anyone is interested, they're welcome to reach out. They want to get these um, for their workforce. They are much more comfortable for anyone who needs to wear a mask for a good number of hours a day, whether they work in retail or, you know, in a factory yeah. um, or a teacher. I mean, these are kind of like a game changer from that aspect, never gets wet, never touches your nose and mouth on the inside. Um, so, you know, from that, that perspective, it, it's, it's much better than other options out there. Um, and then if anyone has like any, sorry, go ahead. If someone can help you with like manufacturing or um, like development, as far as that process, is there any room for that? Is there anything that maybe um, you need in that area? Like, is it, they're like a capital thing. Okay, if I had like you know so much more money, then I could maybe you know increase our production styles or anything like that. Yeah, like, you know the the production capacity issues are not really at least at this point not tied to money so much. Um, but you know we are looking at net product extensions or you know areas to go. So you know we for example are looking at air filters. Um, as a possible next product to launch or we could also look at other PPE. So I think 
if anyone has, you know, products that have differentiated technology that that they, you know, would be interested in possibly partnering with us and we could offer on our site to our audience. I think that's an area that we could be interested in looking ahead. Yeah, that's exactly what we love. You know, we want to we want to see the collaboration when it comes to these kind of things. And so that way we can help you grow in any way we can. Um, Thank so you. I love it. I love it. It's fantastic. You're doing something really, really special. And, uh, you know, it, it, there's a lot of future with Happy Mass. I can already tell. I love the name just by itself. You know, like everyone needs a little bit more happiness nowadays. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so, Melinda, thank you so much. How do people get a hold of you? So that way, um, you know, they can they can either, you know, check out and buy yeah. a mask or, you know, help you out in some sort of way. Yeah. Well, our URL is um, happymaskwithans.com. And if anyone wants to reach out to me personally, I'm Melinda at happymask.com. I love it. And thanks so much, mm -hmm. Melinda. Thanks for being on the show. We're definitely going to have you on a little bit later on this year. Uh, have, a, have a great rest of your day and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the iSmart Podcast Show. If you are a business owner with multiple streams of income or professional who would like to be on the daily program, please visit iSmartNetworks.com slash guest. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with hashtag iSmartPodcast. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? We'll promote you and your business to our media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up? In your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. While you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow. That's right. Seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Thanks for listening. And thank you for being a part of the iSmart Podcast.